This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or you can visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Tony, what's happening, buddy? You, You with us this morning? I am here and I am clear. Uh, I've I got the full eight. I got the full eight. We don't mislead. We don't mislead on the show. So are you sure? Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Uh, A rare occurrence. I got the full eight. And you know what happens when I get the full eight and have my coffee in the morning? I'm a force to be reckoned with. Ah, yeah. Full eight hours of sleep. Force of nature. Yeah. 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 I need the full eight, and I got that last night. So I'm feeling really (laughs) good. I'm actually alive and awake this morning. Oh, I'm glad somebody did because I can assure you one of us did not. Uh, so, so the extra <laughs> sleep you got was probably, uh, it's kind of like, you know, when someone says, Hey, you look like you lost weight. And the other one says, yeah, I think I found it. Well, yeah. the, the sleep that you got extra, you can thank me for it. <laughs> yeah, I found it. Uh, you, you didn't use it last night. Uh, between, I did not. Between what the animals and the kids, uh, you didn't get a lot <sighs> of sleep last night, huh? Yeah, my dogs decided they were going to pull a uh, a uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and Fred Astaire, uh, uh, you know, dance uh, number, dance number in <laughs> in the middle of the night on our hardwood floor. So it was like tick 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 tick. tick. Sounded like tap dancing. Yes, yes. So yeah, I'm already. I used to be a, a sleeper where literally it could be, a, you know, it could be a tornado outside. I'm not getting up now. You know, ever since we have kids, um, you know, the last six years, if you know, if the wind blows, I'm, I'm my my radar goes up. So yeah, yeah yep. it, it happens. Was, yeah, it was it was interesting, but but hey, that's okay because you know what we're here to do today. What are we here to do? We are going to continue our discussion on helping our listeners get over the wall of worry for retirement. Ah, uh, uh, the wall of worry part two, or as wall I like to call worry. it, the return of the sun of the wall of worry. You know, we need uh, <laughs> we need like some kung, like the kung fu, uh, you know, music or, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That spaghetti western yeah, in the, the background. Spaghetti western. <laughs> uh, we have way too much fun for this early in the morning. We we do. So yeah. uh, the wall of worry, uh, give us a recap of what we're talking about and you know what we mentioned last week and what you want to talk about this week. Well, Tony, obviously, you know, we were out for a few weeks, uh, had some issues, came back. One of the things I, I do I do try to do as much as I can is try to keep up with current events, keep up with uh, some of the, obviously some of the, um, the uh, analysis coming out regarding retirees. And I read a survey and a study from the National Retirement Risk in, uh, in, Index Institute. Uh, it's from Boston College. 
And it really just floored me. And that's what we talked about last week was, you know, when when you're planning for retirement, and and you have you have worked to get to this point you have you know obviously saved you've you've made the sacrifices uh you know you've put your kids through school or or you've you know you've saved you've done the right things um, it really just bothers me that we now have a situation as reported by this survey um it said last week 70% of those that are pre-retirees are concerned from from somewhat to very concerned about running out of money before they run out of breath. And post-retirees, those that have already taken the plunge, it's 55% or more. So to me, that is just... That is just unacceptable. Uh, that's that is that is not what retirement is supposed to be about. Retirement is supposed to be about giving yourself the freedom to live the life you want to live, to go and see the grandkids, to go and see the kids, to take that cruise, take that vacation, take that, you know, obviously pre-COVID, now hopefully we'll get back to it soon, that European vacation, you know, go travel, do the things that you want to do that you've always wanted to do with you and your spouse and enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. Unfortunately, Tony, that's that's not reality for a lot of people, because unfortunately, fear makes us do really, really wonky things, because what's going to wind up happening is either one of one of two things. And and I think it's going to be more the the former than the latter. Um, What you're going to see is either number one. You're going to see retirees that are going to be so concerned they're not going to spend what they could be spending and they're not going to live the life they want to live, or in some cases, they are going to spend as if there is no tomorrow, and they're going to enjoy themselves, and then there is a strong possibility that they could run out of money before they run out of breath. And I can't think of any worse situation, scenario, outcome. I can't think of a worse fate. And and unfortunately, I say it all the time. I know, you know, I have uh, we we do have from time to time uh, what I call our, our favorite respondent to the show talks about, well, you know, you talk about having a plan all the time. That's right. Because well, yeah. that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you know, and, and he's like, well, you know, well, what do, what do I need to do? Well, what you need to do is what's unique to you. See, that's. That's where people get in trouble, Tony. And I got on our, I got on my soapbox and I got on my industry last week, financial services, financial planning. I got on my industry because a lot of times we see cookie cutter uh, plans. We see cookie cutter responses to a given amount of stimulus. And that's not going to work in all cases. Could it work for a small swath right dead center in the middle? Absolutely. But once you start getting out on the fringes, meaning your income differs from from the norm or you have a life event, then that's going to cause you to potentially start to hit roadblocks that maybe some others aren't. So having a cookie cutter 
a cookie cutter plan or a cookie cutter solution in a lot of cases is not going to it's not going to solve the problem. It's only going to patch it over for a certain amount of time. And and that's what we talked about. To, and that's what we started talking about last week. And some of the things, obviously, we talked about, you know, why there is this big wall of worry. Uh, we talked about potentially the the tax increases, you know, corporate taxes, just to kind of recoup uh, or recap what we talked about. Uh, corporate taxes, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, Amazon doesn't pay his fair share. I can't tell you a day whenever it goes by that I don't, if I don't read an, a, a comment saying, you know, oh, you know, if only, if only Amazon or Microsoft or Apple would pay their fair share, you know, the world would be a better place. <laughs> Really? We do hear that a lot. Really? Do you, is that what you really think? Is, is you think that the world is the way it is because we have a revenue problem? Or do you think it is because we have a spending problem? You know, uh, you you can argue a lot of things, but the fact remains, what does, what, what does Amazon, what does Apple, what does Microsoft, what do all these companies share in common? They all do what? They employ thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yep. What do you think? What do you think they're and paying? And they stimulate in? the economy. Correct. What do you think they're paying? You think they're paying taxes? A lot of them are. Do you yeah. think that? Do you think that Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and I'm just picking these three out of that. Sure. Do you think that they're? Do you think they're? They're really the 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 big problem, the the big bad boogeyman in the closet. No. Or do you think it's the fact that we literally spend hand over fist on things like figuring out if shrimp can you know run on a treadmill while wearing an oxygen mask? I would imagine there's probably a study doing going on right now somewhere at Harvard or MIT. Some kid got twenty million dollars to probably test that out. You think <laughs> you think that that's not the problem? You think it's Amazon doesn't pay its fair share? So, yeah. you yeah. know the the solution to obviously all problems in Washington is when in doubt tax. So uh, corporate taxes are probably going to go up. Now they're going to oh, go yeah. up. Are they going to go up the way that we think they are? Probably not. But keep this in mind. And you can you can go back and I'll be happy to say I told you so uh, in a couple of years. Wait till you get the bill whenever you you see inflation go up, because, you know, whenever you all of a sudden are paying, you know, two thousand dollars for that iPhone or you got to sign a five year contract with Verizon to get it, because now Apple is going to make their profit margin regardless. And guess what? As a consumer, you're still going to buy their goods and services because we are in a, a we need it now the economy and society. Society, so you're going to get it anyway. So who's going to pay that? You're going to pay that. We also talked about capital gains. Uh, capital gains, I, I think, are are very important for a lot of middle income retirees. They generally don't plan around uh, capital gains a, a, a great deal. Uh, they think it's just for the rich. It's not. Uh, actually, for those who are under the 12% marginal tax rate, it's important because if you make sure you don't eclipse that rate, then you don't have a capital gains rate. You actually can sell long-term appreciated assets at a zero long-term gain. So, you know, folks, it's not important what you make, it's what you keep. Uh, are capital gains probably yeah. going to change? Absolutely. Sure. I firmly believe that it's not, I don't think they're going to get the 43.8% or 6%, whatever they're asking for. I think what they're, I think what's going to wind up happening eventually is capital gains are just going to be ordinary income. 
Yeah, taxed. And, they're going to yep, be taxed as ordinary, ordinary income. income. That yep. means thank you for putting those in office who are doing this and you know who you are because what's going to wind up happening is you're going to get bit, but you, you're not going to know it. And then all of a sudden, it's going to be the guy at H&R Block's fault that you didn't get the tax return back you wanted. It's not going to be, obviously, the idiot that you sent to Washington. I'm just saying. Um <laughs> So, yeah, we always blame we always yeah, blame the always, wrong, the wrong always, we always blame the wrong people, and it's yeah. really Travis. Uh, what you're pointing out is that you know the problem with the government is we spend more than we bring yeah, in. We can't so live, we can't live at, without well, our we means. Just need we to can't bring live in like more. our households. Yeah, it's like how about you spend less instead of trying to bring in more all the time? You know, if they would do a dollar of spending cuts for every dollar in tax increase, I would honestly feel better about it. Yeah. Yeah, everybody would. I mean, that's just because that if you can show me that you're going to be paying down the debt and you're going to be actually getting our financial house in order, you know what? I won't like it, but I'll do it anyway. And I I will not like it for our clients, but you know what? Uh, we as we talked about also on the show last week, for the country, for the country, and for the good of our economy. If that's what it takes, you know, that's that's really the problem is they don't understand consumption. Is either one of those things where you you sacrifice today so you can consume tomorrow, or you sacrifice tomorrow because you're going to go ahead and consume today. So you can't have it both ways. The, the it's a zero sum game. Either you do it one or you do it the other. You can't do both because that would be like a snake trying to eat itself, right? I mean, it's right. it's it's not going to work, right? Yeah. So so uh, we also talked about and didn't get a chance to that there were three of the tax increases that were coming and personal income taxes were also on my list, but I didn't get a chance to get to them. So I'm going to cover them for just a second. Now, the, the rhetoric is that only the top 1% are going to be impacted. Tony, that is BS on a cracker. You you and I both know that what's going to wind up happening is the top 1%, and they do, just like the IRS, the top 1% in most cases don't run out of time or money or attorneys. They're going to figure out a way to offset, at least in some regard, what tax increases are going to come down the pipe. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they're going to say, okay, well, we're not raising enough revenue. So what do we do? Well, we're going to have to raise taxes on everybody. And yeah. that's probably what's going to happen. Can yep. I say that to a certainty? No, but that's probably what's going to happen. But one of the things that we talked about was when you're planning for retirement and how all of this, how all of this impacts you and how you plan for retirement is important because one of the one of the biggest sources and we talked about getting off the track so to speak and about social security as well last week one of the biggest things that we we need to make sure we understand is just because you see some of these these clouds forming does not mean that you just throw your hands up and run for the hills right you don't panic you don't overreact because social security one of the questions i had this week was you know travis you mentioned on the show uh social security is having some issues what are they probably going to do well uh, there are some things being kicked around you know, Tony, they could raise the age, you know, you, it was, you know, for years and years and years, uh, 65, then it went to 66 and then 66 and two months, four months, et cetera. Um, they could raise, you know, the age for social security. Uh, we could eliminate the social security threshold for income. This is what's being kicked around, uh, cap on taxable wages. You know, folks, some of these have, have true merit, 
But one of the things that I found was just amazing was the amount of fraud, waste, and abuse in the system and the fact of how many billions of dollars could be recaptured by cutting just that, which also could extend our Social Security and Medicare programs for years and years. But I also just I, I guess I forgot because I just haven't haven't looked at it in so long. Um, Social Security is still as of right now, Tony, guess what Social Security trust fund is invested in? What? U.S. Treasuries. What's a U.S. Treasury right now? U.S. Tre- I don't know. US it's not tre- well, just think about it like this. U.S. Treasury, we we typically want our investments to be growing at north of inflation. Do you think that the 30-year, the 10-year, do you think that our U.S. Treasuries, U.S. bonds, uh, securities, notes, do you think that they're growing at north of inflation? No. So one of the things that I really do feel like they should do, which will they do it? Who knows, is to keep Social Security solvent. Why not run it like a pension? Why not actually have some investments, some agriculture, some real estate, have a diversified portfolio that's actually outpacing inflation? And that probably would save Social Security for two or three decades. That is a simple fix. Doesn't cost anybody anything out of their pocket. Doesn't jeopardize them. But yet still, that is one thing. Obviously, there's no money in the cure. Uh you know, because as long as there's a problem, they're going to keep the doves flying because they want you to send them back to Washington. Folks, please understand this. We do not have a we do not have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. So that leads us to our part of your spending problem. So, Tony, all of this is has, has brought us to this point. When we get to retirement, uh, the first thing that we have to do, okay, we have to decide between two forms of income, our discretionary and our non-discretionary, what is guaranteed, what is non-guaranteed. There are going to be things in your retirement that you are going to have on a regular basis. And we can you name what those are, Tony? Things like what? Things like food, housing, yep. sh- or you know, shelter, transportation, medical. Uh, medical. Healthcare. These are all things that we are going to need on a regular basis. So obviously, should that be in the guaranteed bucket or the non-guaranteed bucket? That should be in the guaranteed bucket, right? And the reason why I bring you, I bring you the solutions that they could have with Social Security is because Social Security for a lot of folks is going to be that bucket of guaranteed income. I don't see this Congress or our elected officials allowing Social Security to be changed for those no. that are, let's say, fifty and over. I think for fifty. 50 and under, say if you were born 1970 and and later, we're probably going to see a massive change. But for those born 1970 and before, probably not. So Social Security needs to be our base. But then we need to figure out, okay, what do we do if we want to go on a vacation? What do we do if we want to get off that couch of torture and, and, and overcome the wall of worry and actually go out and live life, right? Go out and enjoy ourselves. Well, that's why I talked about last week. It's called timing, combining, and sequencing, right? How we time, combine, and sequence our income in relation with Social Security is going to determine whether we are successful or not. I truly believe that because, Tony, it's it's not what you make. It's what you keep. 
And obviously we know that social security is tax advantaged, currently taxed at provisional rates, not ordinary income rates. You have about 15% that's gonna be tax exempt no matter what. So we do have some tax maneuverability with social security if done properly. But the conventional wisdom has always been and remains that we just, you know, we we start off taking when we retire, we take our cash and we spend our brokerage accounts. And then, you know, once that's gone, maybe in our late 60s, early 70s, we start spending our retirement money whenever RMDs hit. Well, I'm going to give you a, a, a spinoff to that. Right. And let's let's assume that you're going to retire. Well, first things first. When you do retire, yes, I do agree with conventional wisdom in one one regard. You have a sweet spot, but that's not why the conventional wisdom is telling you this. They're telling you this for deferral purposes. What I think you need to be doing, Tony, is for tax purposes, when you do begin to live off that cash, what do you think you should also be doing at that time? Because if you're spending your cash, guess what's probably not showing up on your 1040? the distributions you're writing the checks out of your checking account right your 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 cash is not spinning off a 1099 so if you are in a very very low tax rate case in point 12% or under what you should be doing is simultaneously while you're living off your cash you should be converting to Roth because tony what happens when we convert to Roth what happens to that income is it ever taxed again um, no, it is not. It is not. It is and not. And even the gains, even the gains grow tax free. You know, it, it's funny because I actually had a conversation with a couple this this past week, and um, they actually have uh, more than more than enough pension income, social security. They're going to be fine. Uh, but they were arguing the efficacy of doing Roth conversion because they were like, well, we don't need it, right? I mean, the RMDs we're going to get required minimum distributions for those who are just joining us, basically taxable accounts or pre-tax accounts. Once you get to a certain age, Uncle Sam says you got to spend it. So they were saying, you know, hey, I don't see the efficacy in doing Roth conversion. I've heard you talk about it, but why is that? And I said, well, here's, here's the reason. The When you did the, the mock 1040 for them, literally almost everything they were going to be getting, Tony, in RMDs was going to fall and push them into the 22% bracket. So here's a question that I've got for you. If you're in your mid-60s as they were, and you've got seven years before you're going to retire, why would you not go ahead and do some Roth conversion when you could literally live off of one pension or forego Social Security, delay it, and start doing some Roth conversion? That way, everything is tax-free and you would volunteer to pay taxes, yes, but in the 12% bracket, not in the 22% bracket like they were going to be. And that number was going to be inflated because they had seven years of growth left. So why would you volunteer to pay 22 when you could pay 12? That's, folks, that's why I, I really reinforce and I, I go over and over and over about having a plan is having a plan doesn't mean that everything's always going to go to plan. It just means that if you do if you do planning and you do it properly, no matter what the situation, you have a way to overcome the obstacle. Doesn't mean that there won't be obstacles. It just means you have a way to get over them. And that's what you need to do to make sure that you can get over the wall where in retirement 
And that's why you need to give us a call at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. All right. And we're out of time for today's show, Travis. It just flew by. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.